Good morning, Colleen Hunt, Gluten-Free Gold, based in the Lake of Panama. And I am in my yard work clothing. Um, it reminded me today I did a, a video on banana facts. And it reminded me on how much I learned, have learned, since I've moved here. And... I wonder if if how people prepare themselves for for when they decide to move to a uh, another country in another continent. Um, I I basically um, researched the different large towns that had expats in it um, through Panama. Because my idea was to move down here and open up a gluten-free bakery. And I needed expats and or Europeans because uh, I was not sure of the amount of celiacs or gluten intolerant people in um, Panama. Because there was not a lot of information about it when, when I first um, was researching it. Um, when I first came down here, there was, uh, for most stores, and I went to local and I went to the bigger stores. Uh, sorry, I got my rash just coming back. And um, when I first came down here in 2015, uh, when you went to the grocery stores, there would be maybe three or four of those carton packs of Bob's Red Mill flour. That's it. And um, not much of a selection. And when I went to, uh, where was it? One of the local stores in Casco Viejo. It was a neighborhood that you were not supposed to walk into um, after dark. And um, they had, I think, one or two things that uh, didn't have flour in it. A year and a half later, that same store had one full aisle of gluten-free and dietary uh, supplements or replacements. So it, it, it really took off down here. And... Um, a lot of people were were finding out that their their health problems or issues were, were flour or uh, gluten related. Um, there's a town on the other side of Volcan Baru, uh, Volcan, and uh, it has Volcan has at least sixty five families with kids that have uh, gluten issues. So uh, it, it is is starting to, uh, the word is starting to spread. People are starting to find out. But yeah, uh, uh, I digress. So what I, I looked for was towns that would be big enough and would be able to, to support a bakery. And then I looked for farmer's markets because farmer's markets were the way that I started in um, uh, Canada, and it was a way that you had uh, very little overhead, and um, you would be able to see 
if you had the clientele to support a business. And I went through all the all the the steps that a Panamanian did. I I went and I applied for a a work permit. I went through uh, ministry ministerial de salud for my um, my card. I took my uh, every October. I have to get uh, tested for various diseases or my health my teeth, everything to make sure I'm uh, healthy to work around food. Um, every five years, I take my uh, one-day uh, food handling course. So I, I've been above board, and I've done the things. And let's think about this. This is all in Spanish. When I first started, I did not know any words. I, I thought I knew some, but it, it wasn't even close. And even still now, because I have no one that I talk to in Spanish, um, my practice for Spanish, besides my Duolingo, my practice for Spanish was when, whenever I went out shopping or went and I got supplies. I would try to speak nothing but Spanish at the time. Um, it's a Spanish-speaking country. Speak Spanish if you can. But um, it, it's it's weird the the different things you find out when you're here. Um, like I said, my my banana facts video uh, stuff. I never thought you'd hear me say. Um, each banana plant has three or four offshoots, so you will get three or four more plants from each banana plant. Um, I found out from taking out the neighbor's fence once that you can't sharpen the machete really, really sharp because I cut the tree down in one, one cut, almost cut my leg off, took out her fence. But I fixed it better than it was. And um, it, it's, I thought they were like tree trees. But they're like fibrous straws that suck up all the liquid. And the problem, um, the last banana plant that uh, was getting ready to fall down on the fence, um, because it had been dry for so long, uh, I didn't want to take the bananas off. It had a nice big uh, chunk. You only get, with each flower, you only get one, one uh, bunch of bananas. And then the, you have to chop the plant and haul it away. And uh, the bananas weren't that big, and I wanted to wait until one rainfall. So the second rainfall, it sucked up so much, and the trunk was so heavy, and the bananas were so heavy that it was getting ready to fall. So I had to cut her down. So uh, we split up uh, the first half of the bananas and hung them on the six neighbors' fences. And then I think I got another, another day or two, the other half of the bananas will be ready, and we'll do that again. So, and I checked this morning and everybody cleared their fence. One of the neighbors uh, thanked me for it. So um, she probably called the other neighbors to make sure they got theirs. But we're not going to eat 150, 200 bananas. There's no way. So why not give it to people that will? It's a decent thing to do, guys. So anyways, um... But all that banana facts, it was from um, 
my other landlord's uh, friend, Jim, uh, he was going back to the States. And he said I could uh, pick the fruit. He had uh, lime. He has lime trees, lemon trees, orange trees, bananas, pineapple. He said pick, I could pick the fruit whenever I wanted while he was gone. And he said, if you're going to chop down the bananas, come to the house. One's almost ready, and I'll show you what to do. And he showed me. He said, make sure you put on your, your worst clothes because the juice from the bananas will stain, permanently stain, even concrete. It's that bad. So I, I have my, my banana clothes on today, which happen to be my artwork clothes. Um, and it's just all, all the stuff that, that you learn that you don't realize you learn until you talk to somebody that, that hasn't been here. Um, I planted some, uh, uh, sorry, transplanted some tomatoes and some lettuce. And um, things are coming up. My grass is growing like crazy. Uh, I think I've eaten something in the last little while. My face is breaking out. My eyes are itchier than heck. And um, I just wanted to say hi, guys. It's it's another beautiful day. And uh, today I am going to make a, a gluten-free sourdough starter. So it takes seven to eight days, sometimes 10, to get the starter at the point where you want it. So um, I will let you know on our progress. Because if, if that's the case, um, I can make gluten-free sourdough bread. Yay! So that's it for me. Another easy day. We had a new... I had a new uh, nephew. No, you'd be grandnephew. I guess it is. Uh, sorry, grandniece. Oh my God, what am I thinking? Grandniece, uh, born uh, two days ago, and um, there's been a lot of new babies in our family. A lot of new babies in our family, and I, I guess Mom's gonna have to do her. Her grandma, great grandma trip next year. So, so have a good day. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy the weather. Till tomorrow. Bye, guys.